0: Does prayer make a difference? Does prayer change things? When we make a request, since God is sovereign, does it really matter? And does it actually change anything if we pray and God already knows something and He already knows what He's going to do? Let me give you two stories. Okay, there's a family, and uh, this weekend, and so they, they, they decided, we're going to have a picnic. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. we got a place we're going to go. We're going to go outside. we got blanket. we got fried chicken. we got everything you could name for a picnic. We can hardly go. And they say, oh, we better pray. We don't want it to what? We don't want it to rain. So let's pray. We don't want it to rain. Now, in that exact same area is a farmer. And they haven't had rain. And they need some rain. And so the farmer says, oh, Lord, please let it rain this weekend. So you've got a family saying, oh, Lord, please don't let it rain. And you've got a farmer saying, oh, please, Lord, let it rain. Uh, who's going to win this one? How is this going to work? Who's going to decide how do we deal with these types of situations? Think about it. Well, how, let's, we're going to think through it as we look through our studies, our study in the, in the idea of prayers. Just remember this. Prayer is just talking to God. And we can talk to God anytime, anywhere, any place about anything. Isn't that amazing about anything, anything you ever want to say to him? And here's what's amazing. You say, well, I don't want to say it. Tell him some things. Well, he knows it anyway, right? He knows everything about you. He knows every thought you had. He knows he knows what thoughts you have. In fact, Psalm 139 says even before you say it, he already knows you're going to say it. Sometimes we wish he'd say, don't say it. Just don't say that. You know, that won't help you a bit. But anyway, sometimes, we, right? Right, Susie? Yeah. <laughs> so when we think about it, we... Uh, uh, we, we can talk to him anytime, place, anywhere. We saw prayer in the life of Jesus. It was ongoing. He had a time and a place. It was a pattern of his life. Now, you think about that. The Son of God, Jesus Christ, who is everything. He is God. I mean, it's not like he's part of God or he was God for a while or he wasn't God for a while. He's completely eternal God. And what would he do? It says Jesus himself would often slip away to the wilderness and pray. And he prayed to the Father, the Father, the Son, the Spirit. The, that, that, that's what Jesus did. And listen, what we said this. If Jesus Christ, who is perfect, needed, wanted, desired to pray to his Heavenly Father, both God, what does that mean for us? Should we be praying? Should we talk to him anytime, anyplace about anything, you know? And then we saw the prayer importance in the life of the church, and it says they were continually devoting themselves. And that's the idea. This is what they continue to do ongoing as a body of believers. They continue to devote themselves to the apostle's teaching, that's the Word of God, and to fellowship, that's a unity of purpose, to the breaking of bread, that's eating together, and the Lord's Supper, and to prayer, and, and we talked last week about the four different times we saw, whether it was persecution or whether it was just choosing leadership or whether it was talking about ministries or whatever, it was, or praying for somebody who was going through trials and suffering. The church prayed all the time. That's what they did. And so we want to do that as well. That's what we as a church, and that's why we mentioned last week, be thinking of, some, when you get in your grow groups, think of some ways that, that we can as a, as a local body, pray for one another. Think about this. What about grow groups? When you get into your grow groups, what are some things you can do in your grow group to pray as a a local body? So a lot of good things that we talked about last week. This time, we're going to talk about the life of the believer individually. We know that we're supposed to pray. We know that there are different kinds of prayers in the Bible. We realize prayer is important. So how important is prayer? Well, we find out this. God wants us to pray. Now, let me ask you this question. Have you ever said, okay, I'm going to pray about this? And so you pray, and you say, oh, Lord, will you please do that? And then the next day, oh, Lord, will you please do that? And then the next day, oh, Lord, will you please do that? And so forth, nothing's happened. And you say to yourself, maybe, maybe I'm not supposed to pray about this anymore. Maybe I'm not supposed to keep going. Am I supposed to keep saying, well, look at, God wants us to pray. Luke 18, 1. Now, he was telling them a parable to show them that at all times they ought to what? I ought to pray and not lose heart. Don't stop. Don't stop. There, if there's something in your mind, something in your heart, something that you want to bring to the Lord, something that you want to see happen, something that, that you, you think is, oh, Lord, this, this needs to happen. Oh, I just know. Keep bringing it to him. There may be someone in your family that does not know Jesus Christ. And every day you pray that they would come to know Christ. And you may say, well, I've been doing this for 30 years. Yeah, yeah. Don't stop. There's stories of people who trust Christ right before they die. There's people who trust to Christ. You didn't even know they trusted Christ. I mean, you just never know. So just keep on. So God says, keep on praying. Keep on praying. We all know First Thessalonians five seventeen, rejoice evermore. What? Pray without ceasing. The without ceasing means a hacking cough. Just the idea like you've got a cough and you just cough all the time and you don't even think about it. He's saying you're supposed to be praying all the time when you get in the car, when you walk it around, when you, you just, just pray without ceasing. We see that in Colossians, that he says this. He says, devote yourselves to prayer, keeping alert in it with an attitude of thanksgiving. He says, pray. Devote yourselves to prayer. We're going to talk about the four or five different kinds of prayers you find in the Bible. One of them is thanksgiving. And let me tell you what we do a lot. We pray and we say, oh, Lord, please do this. And then God does it. And what do we do? Nothing. What should we do? Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, amazing. We sometimes forget to thank him. Sometimes we forget to thank for the no answers. Because sometimes the no answers are just as good as the yes answers, because that's what's best. And sometimes we don't always think that way. Devote yourself to prayer. That's what Colossians says we're supposed to devote ourselves to prayer. So let me throw something out to you. Why in the world, why is it important that we bring our requests to God? I want you to turn to Philippians. Just turn over there to Philippians chapter 4 and... I don't think I, no, I didn't put the verse up, but it, that's what, go go ahead and flip over there because you really need to see it. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and then Colossians. So if you get to Colossians, you've gone too far. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Um, this verse is, is, uh, is really amazing. It's an amazing verse because it, it tells us to pray and why to pray. And Remember, we said well ago, God wants us to pray. What did he say? Don't what? Don't faint. Did he say pray without ceasing? Did he say devote yourself to prayer? So we're supposed to pray, right? Uh, don't raise your hand. How many of you prayed this morning for me that when I teach the Bible, at, let's say, and not here, but let's say in the service, have you prayed for me this morning that when I get up, that the Bible, that I'll teach the Bible in God's power, that it'll be clear, and if anyone does not know Christ, they'll trust Christ, and if others who do know Christ, they will all be edified and built up? How many of you prayed that this morning? Don't raise your hand. But I bet you not many of you prayed for me this morning, and this is a big deal to me, right? It may not be a big deal to you. That's a real big deal to me. And so I hope you pray for me. In fact, I would ask you to. I would ask you to on Sunday mornings when you get up, pray for me in our service. It's a big deal. In fact, that's the only time some people ever walk in these doors is this. Not this time, the next time, that the time that starts at 11. We want to impact people for Christ. Think, have you prayed for the, the musicians and the singers and all that's going to happen up there and how great it is and play for the people in the booth as they to run the camera and the lights and the sound system and all the, all the stuff that goes on and uh, people out the door greeting people and all that. So we, we need to be praying. Now, so why should we pray? Well, it helps us as we face the trials and issues of life. Every one of us in this room, you got issues, Or do you have issues? But anyway, no, you have, we all have issues. We all have things going on in our lives. I mean, some of them are good things. Some of them are bad things. Some of them are really challenging. And we say, that's good, but it's really a challenge. Some things are just sad or bad and things are going. So how do we deal with those things? How do we deal with those kind of things? Well, Philippians 4, look at verses 6 and 7. Just look there. He says, be anxious for nothing but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. Now, I'm going to stop because the first part says to pray, okay? So he says this. He says, stop being anxious. Stop being anxious. The word anxious means to be pulled two ways. The Greek word meant this way and this way. So that's what anxious is. You go, I ought to do this. Well, no, I, I, I got to do I don't know what to do about it. Well, but I've got to do this. And we're pulled two days. That's what anxious is. Anxious means, we're go- I don't know what, I'm, I'm, I'm pulled in two different directions. He says, stop being anxious. He says, be anxious for nothing. We'd say it this way, stop being anxious for anything. Don't be pulled back and forth. What does he do? He's, he says, look, don't be anxious, but in everything by what? Prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Now, let me show you what he says to do. He says, quit being bothered about all this mess, especially the stuff you can't control. Let me say, if you say, i got a big test tomorrow, I'm really anxious, then go study, right? you got a project at work and you say, I'm, I'm really worried about that project, then go do it. Do, whatever, do the best you can. Some things you can't control, some things you don't. And you're saying, I'm a little anxious about tomorrow. Well, you don't have any control over tomorrow, you know? So what does he say? Be anxious for nothing but everything by what? And he has a bunch of words for prayer. Everything by, the first word is prayer. I just want you to know, we're going to go into details on this in a couple of lessons. But he says, be anxious nothing but everything by prayer. That word prayer actually is the general word for worship. He says, come to God and worship him. You don't have to be anything. You don't have to be anxious. You're not coming to him telling him anything on this. You're coming to him and saying, you are my God and my Savior. Be anxious nothing but prayer and supplication. The word supplication means to ask for something. It means to request. He says, but by prayer and supplication with what? With thanksgiving, being thankful. And then he says these great words let your request be made known to God. This word is interesting to ask. Two different times in this verse, he says, ask. Ask. Don't faint. Pray without ceasing. Be devoted to prayer. Ask for the... This is actually saying you ask for something. So we're talking about, first of all, in the life of a believer, you can come to God anytime, anyplace, anywhere, about anything, and you can ask him for anything. You can. He says, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about all that stuff. But with prayer and supplication and Thanksgiving, let your request be made known. So right where we are, Anytime, any place, anywhere, you can say, "Oh Lord, help me on this." Oh Lord, do this. Oh Lord, help my friend. Oh Lord, I pray for this. Lord, I... and you you can come to Him anytime, any place, anywhere. Now let me tell you what happens. He says this in verse seven. Why? When you come to Him, and when you're not anxious, you, you stop being anxious. But by prayer, supplication, thanksgiving, let your request be made known. To... Look what it says. And the what? What does it say? Verse seven. And the peace of God, which passes all comprehension, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. God's peace will guard your heart. Listen, when you give it to God and you say, Lord, I don't don't have any control over this. I come to you. I ask you to take care of this. And I'm I'm being anxious for nothing. I'm just giving it to you. I'm letting my request be made known. What happens? God's peace. Peace, which passes understanding. Look, Notice that verse. It says this, and let me look at time, okay? It says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension. His peace is beyond what we can comprehend. I mean, sometimes you experience it. You say, oh, I I got peace about that. I mean, I've I've given it to the Lord, and I just told him, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but I've just given it to God, and this is this, okay? And that's the peace of God. It passes all comprehension. And then it'll do this. It'll guard your hearts and minds. It'll guard you. Because every time you start being anxious, you go back and say, oh, no, I've already what? I've already, I've given that to the Lord. I've given that to the Lord. Over there, remember in Peter where he says, cast all your, what does it say? Cast all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Give it to him. It's beyond what we can comprehend and understand. So we will rest and trust God. We have the comfort that comes from trusting him. And and we might put it this way, in the contrast, not being anxious, but pray so we can have God's peace. What a contrast. Instead of going through life torn back and forth, we go through life with the peace of God. And we just rest in that. As we pray, we have God's peace as we face the issues of life. Every one of us in this room have things that are going on in our lives that we wish, wish, wish really weren't going on in our lives. We'd say, well, that's, that's not good. Oh, this is not oh, Well, this is, this is a lot. Well, this is big. Okay? Give it to Him. Be anxious for nothing. Don't be torn back and forth. Prayer, supplication, intercession. Give it, give it to Him, and God's peace which passes all comprehension, will guard you. That's the only way to make it. So with that in mind, I'm going to raise some hard things. Okay? Just some hard things. And then we'll come, come back. Because what I want to talk about, we just said pray, right? And so here's some questions. Why pray if God already knows everything? Okay, before you even lift up your prayer request. Be anxious for nothing, and he tells you to pray. Be everything, but let your request be made known. You could say, I don't have to let my request be made known. Why? He already knows, right? He knows everything. He knows what I'm going to say. He knows what I could have said. He knows where I am. He knows where I could have been. He knows everything. So, why pray if God already knows everything? And second is, why pray? Because does it actually make a difference since God's sovereign and He's working out His plan? And so, if I pray for. To get this or something, uh, if His sovereign plan is something else, it's ridiculous praying for it, right? Or that's what some people say. Have you thought about it that way? Maybe I'm raising questions. Yeah, you got a question? Input. Well, I haven't got to that yet, but it is. It's exactly right. Okay, quit answering all the questions I had to know. Now she says, "Isn't prayer part of our growth?" Yes, it is. We'll get to it in just a second, but it's true. If you raise these two questions, why pray if God already knows, and why pray? So, why should we pray? Well, should we pray? Tim Temple wrote this. He said, if God is sovereign and does whatever he decides, does it change his mind if we pray or pray about something? And by the way, whenever we... Uh, and you might say yes. You might say no. You might say, I'm just praying according to his will. Who knows, right? I mean, this is, this is beyond what? Comprehension. There are many aspects of prayer. By the way, every time we pray, we say, oh, I'm asking for something. No, not, there's confession. There's praise, there's worship, there's thanksgiving. So every time we pray, it doesn't mean you're asking for something. So why pray if God already knows? And that does it even make a difference? Well, I want you to look at this. Why pray? Because God answers prayer, and God tells us to pray. God answers prayer. Your prayers. Has God ever answered a prayer in your life? How many of you have God's answered a prayer? Oh, my gosh. Everybody, Right? So have you ever prayed for something and God answered that prayer? So God answers prayer, right? And does God tell us to pray? We just saw it, right? So let's talk about it for a second. God answers prayer in Matthew 7. Let me just read this to you. You don't have to turn there. We'll, we'll get to it not too long on Sunday mornings. But in Matthew 7, he's what he says, Ask, and it shall be what? Given to you. Seek, and you will what? Find. Knock, and what? It's going to be open. For everyone who asks receives, and whoever seeks finds, and whoever knocks, it will be open. And then he goes and says, What man is among you who has a son who comes and says, Can I have a loaf of bread? And you give him a stone. You don't give him a stone. Or if your son comes to you and says, I'd like a fish, and you give him a snake. You do not do that. Now, if then you be an evil compared to God, and you know how to give good gifts to your children... How much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give what is good to those who ask? Does God answer prayers? Yeah. Keep on seeking. Keep on knocking. Keep on asking. He answers prayers. There's a second thing. God tells us to pray. We've already seen it, right? Philippians 4, 6, be anxious or nothing, but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Do what? Let your... Request be made known to God. He's already told you to pray. He's already told you to pray. He answers prayer, and he tells you to pray. We've seen Colossians 4, 2, be devoted to prayer. Look at James 1, 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him do what? What is asking God? What is that? Let him ask of God. What is that? That's prayer. Yeah. So we could say, if any of you lacks wisdom, pray to God, who gives gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. So we can tell that God answers prayer and God tells us to pray. Wow. So no matter what those theological questions I brought out, is it true that God knows everything that you're going to ask Him before you ask? So somebody could say, well, why ask if he already knows? And is it true that God is sovereignly working out his plan? Is it true? Okay, but your prayer is going to change something? Maybe. Maybe not. Okay. Let's think. But he says what? Pray because I answer prayers and pray because I told you to pray. In James 5, he says the effective prayer of a righteous person is what? Or the effective prayer of a righteous person is effective. Do you think it matters if you pray? What do you think? How often do you pray? Do you pray about everything? Some, some do, some don't. Some people say, well, I prayed last week. Okay. Some people prayed this morning. Some people are praying right now. This will get over with. Somebody, you know, some people are praying, right? So when we think about it, this is, this is what we see, the effective <coughs> prayer. So next time, we're going to come back to these two questions. Well, but God, God answers prayer, God tells us to pray. We're going to come back to why pray if God already knows everything. Well, first of all, God tells us to pray. Right? Why pray if He knows everything? He tells us to. And then the second one is, why, why prayer? or why pray? Does it make a difference as God is sovereign? God answers prayers. Now let me ask you this question, and then we'll get to, to the application. If God is sovereignly working everything according to the counsel of His will, and you ask a prayer and he answers that prayer, how does all that fit? into the sovereign will of God and the sovereign plan. Okay, so what you're saying is that God uses our prayers to bring about his sovereign will, which he established before the foundation of the world in ways we can't understand. understand. I think that's exactly right. So when you pray, you're actually praying according to the sovereign will of God that you don't even know about. You don't even understand. That's why that's the peace of God which passes all what? Comprehension. Yeah, it's behind us. So let me give you some applications to think about as we go to. I don't know what time it is. Okay, we're going to get out early so we can have more time to what in our grow groups? Pray. Okay, here we go. Uh, Huh? Yeah, it worked. Yeah. Wait, oh, I found another sheet. Let me let me go over this. Let's go. In the sovereign will of God, I need to go over another thing. Okay, let's do about this. So, application. God desires that we be men and women of prayer. Is that true? He does. We got to. We've got to God wants us to pray. The the passages, we've seen passages today. Pray, pray without ceasing. Don't faint. Devote yourself to prayer. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God over and over. And the effective prayer of a righteous person affects much over and over and over. So God wants us to pray. The second thing is God answers our prayers. Every person raised their hand a while ago when I said, How many of you have had in your life God answer a prayer of yours? He's answered many prayers. Many prayers for me. He answers prayers all the time, right? Does he answer prayer all the time for you? He does for me all the time. It just the way we want it. Well, he's exactly right. Sometimes it's not, and, and but, as she, she said, he doesn't always answer the way we want it to be. But the truth is this when you get a little further down the road, sometimes you look back and you go, well, I'm glad I didn't get a yes on that one, right? Right? Yeah, thanks, get Well, or for no answers, or yeah, thank God for unanswered prayers, okay? So God wants us to pray, God answers our prayers, and we got to remember that. The second thing is this, prayer will help us in the issues of life. How is that? Well, first of all, we don't, we're not to be anxious, but what are we supposed to do? Pray, lift up our prayer request to God, and God's peace will guard our hearts and minds. Every one of us need the peace of God in our lives right now. Remember? The, when, you, when you put your faith in Jesus Christ as Savior, you have peace with God. You were enemies, you were going astray, and it having been justified by faith, Romans 5, 1, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. But this is not peace with God. This is the peace of God. What's the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace. You can have the peace of God in your lives. He says, don't be anxious for anything. Lift up your prayer requests, and God's peace will guard our hearts and minds. So we want to be men and women of prayer. We want to know that prayer helps us. That it gives us, uh, it, we don't have to be anxious. It gives us God's peace. He says, pray, and he's going to answer our prayers.